Welcome back to Open House with Mark Sewick and Corey James Moran, brought to you by the Mark Sewick team at Keller Williams Realty and Greater Rochester Real Estate Podcast. This is episode 20. Wow, we're getting up there. We are, we are. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue in what we've been doing the past several weeks with how to prepare your home for the market. Just because there's so much to get to. Uh, if you missed previous episodes, we talked about painting in the first one. We talked about floors last week with Josh Bartolotta, one of the members of our team as well. Uh, and this week we're gonna be focusing on curb appeal because what do they say about first impressions, Mark? Well, they, they do make an impression. How's they that? Do. They do, and <laughs> you only get one. Yes, yes. So certainly lots to get into on that. As always, though, encourage you to subscribe, uh, review, and share the podcast. Help it grow. Tell your friends about it. Even if they're only mildly interested in uh, in real estate, I feel like we bring a lot of good knowledge to the table, and it's certainly I, I, things that they'll be using later on. Maybe if they're not looking to buy or sell right now. I'm a little I'm a little nervous today, though, Corey. You are. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little concerned. What are you um, concerned about? Well. As you know, um, Marissa has been very, very critical of you and I. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Just, and I, I guess yeah. that we, uh, when, when doing this alone, we fall on our face, according to Marissa. Um, and so we've had backup the past few weeks. It's just you and I today, yeah. and the pressure is on. We will, we will forego. We will do the best that we can. That is all we can do. So let's at least let's at least dedicate this uh, this episode to Marissa <laughs> Pixley Horn, Marissa Horn. At this point, yeah, yeah. we're getting her. On the podcast at some point, <laughs> she's currently should. literally about to have a baby. Maybe from the delivery room. That would be Ooh. that would be an exciting episode. That would be great. Now yeah. that would go viral. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> After she kicks us out of the delivery room. <laughs> Actually, do you know? And then we'll get to real estate. Do you know we've got a member of the team who is just a monster? She <laughs> is a machine. You know that I'm talking about Erin Duppy Cruz. Yeah. And she is, I mean, how it is that she's selling $20 million worth of real estate this year, and she's got a two-year-old at home, and she's at this point in time five or six months pregnant. She gets to the gym three times a week. She looks like a million bucks, and she's always, when she was giving birth uh, to Bray a few years ago, I swear to God, I was getting text messages from her about the removal of an engineer's inspection <laughs> as a contingency as they were wheeling her down the hallway on a gurney. It just it's, it's the the level of dedication. It, it, I mean, it is, and there's every reason in the world why it is that, that woman does a lot. But anyway, move us forward here, bud. I first heard that story and I was like, that can't be true. And yeah. then I've obviously interacted with Aaron quite a bit. And, no, it's true. It's no, it's, it's, it's true. It's, it's absolutely it's true. absolutely true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but let's get a market update here. Um, about the same, more or less, is what we've been dealing with. Uh, so as far as current. Active listings in Monroe County. We are currently at 531. That's up just a hair from last week. It was 528. Okay. So about what you expect. And then for the six-county region, uh, down just a little bit to 961. And uh, that is down from 978. Okay. Um, but around the same of what we've been seeing. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be much change for the next few days. But starting next week, uh, I do think there's going to be just... I, I think it's going to blow wide open. Yeah. Our, our team alone, I think we're we're putting 15 or 20 properties on the market for sale in the next few weeks. Yeah. So. Again, at the time of this recording, we're headed into Labor Day this weekend. Right. Thank you for the clarification. Which is yeah, typically yeah. a slower time. And then once you kind of get back into the swing. Although, uh, you know, t- today some schools went back into session. That's true. True. Interesting. I don't hate the idea of, you know, like a couple days to get warmed up and then a nice little break and then you go back in. It, like, it really isn't a bad, yeah. Um, not a bad deal. No, no, not at all. Uh, Mark, you mentioned listings. Um, this one, it's not one of ours, but we're equal opportunity. Oh, my right? God. This one at 133 Kilbourne Road in Pittsburgh is unbelievable. <laughs> I'm looking at the photos of it right now. Um, 
very casual three point six five million dollar listing. Yes. Yeah. You know, no no big deal there. Um, I mean, who doesn't need? Let's see, over ten thousand square feet. And I've walked through this property. You did. Yeah, give us a little first-hand experience here because you see the photos and it looks incredible, but in person it has to be like next level. Uh, it, 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 this is one of those where the photo... So, so oftentimes buyers will say, yeah, the photos look great. And I walk through the property and wow, what a disappointment. This is right. just the opposite. You, the, the photos are spectacular. The home even more so. This is a home that's owned by Shauna and John Holtz. Um, and they... Have, it was a teardown. Uh, they, they took down a house or two in order to build this one. Um, and Shauna has exquisite taste. I mean, spectacular. I just got to the bathroom. Yeah. Holy which which one? Which, well, of the, which of the seven? <laughs> yeah, there, I think there were 18 of them. Yes. Um, which one with the soaking tub, uh, jacuzzi, and stand-up? I mean, I feel like I could I could just live in the bathroom, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. You and a family of 12. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. It's a beautiful, beautiful home. And she really does have great taste. They've spared no expense. The, the brick and the exterior is not mass produced. It was hand. It, it, it was a custom made brick on the interior. And there's a lot of southern sort of sensibility about this. If you yeah. look at it, you know, you almost you can think about um, Monticello or some such thing. Uh, I'm not sure if in the photos there's uh, there's a gorgeous. You walk in the front foyer and your eye is drawn upward three stories into this Oculus, um, which is really it's. I mean, hats off to the both of them. Yeah, um, they should be absolutely. very, very, very proud. And I wish them the best of luck. If you uh, want to take a peek for yourself, you can always just search for that uh, that address, 133 Kilbourne Road. That's uh, K-I-L-B-O-U-R-N. All right, let's get into the main topic for today. Again, continuing our series of preparing your home for the market. Now, if your home can look like 133 Kilbourne Road, I feel like you're going to do quite well for yourself. <laughs> but, obviously... We all aren't uh, having uh, $3.65 million uh, homes to, to live in or sell yeah. or buy. Um, but these are a lot of things that you can do when it comes to the curb appeal of your house. And, and this is a term that I think probably everyone's heard of at this point. But do you want to expand on just curb appeal in general, right? What, what that means? It needs to... I mean, you, you want people to see the property online or... When they pull up, you want them excited, and you want them enthused, and you want them... So it, it, it can mean... And we'll go through, I'm sure, a list of things you probably have there in front of you. Oh, sure do. Um, yeah, but you want it to look great. You want it to be... I think here's an, an analogy. I, uh, when, when, we used to, when I used to go to Barnes & Noble and look at uh, books... Uh, before choosing which one, you know, now of course you do it online, you do it on Amazon. It's not the same thing. When I would go to Barnes and Noble, you would say, wow, that looks like a really interesting book by its cover. And you'd be compelled to grab it and open it up and, and check. And I think that's what Curb Appeal has to do. Um, you know, it's probably a poor analogy, but it goes in the face for me. It goes in the face of the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover. Um, when it comes to people, maybe that is apt, but I think when it comes to uh, houses, yes. I think you can tell a lot. I mean, it goes back to something I started off this podcast with was, that's your first impression. I mean, that's obviously, you, you're not going to transport yourself into the middle of the home and see, oh, this amazing kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You're going to see the outside. And and I, I, I'm going to start with this because it ties into a little bit of what we talked about last week when it comes to the psychology behind this, <laughs> which by the way, just from a personal note, is what I find the most fascinating. Yeah. And, 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 if you, and if you understand psychology and if you're good at it, you're going to be a great agent. Um, so the again, we talked about it with Josh last week. 
You mm-hmm. always want to be looking through the lens of the buyer if you're the seller, right? And, and one of the very first things that you need to do is just walk around the outside of your house. Mark, I bet you go out to your car, you come back to the house, maybe you go out to the mailbox, but when's the last time you took a real walk all the way around the property and looked at every aspect of just the outside of your house? Probably been a, a minute, right? Thursday. <laughs> all right. You're a different animal, I think, for most people. Thursday. And the, and the, and the only reason, sorry, <laughs> the only reason is because we've been trying all year. There's such a shortage of, of workers. Yeah. The outside of our house, we live in a really, really beautiful house off of East Avenue. Um, but we've been trying to get uh, contractors to come and replace the exterior wood and a lot of the uh, cedar shakes and around the exterior of the property. We've been trying to do this for three or four months. We can't find people, and the entire place needs to be stained. It looks like, like it, my house, I would not be putting it on the, on the market for sale right now if it were time for us to sell because it looks so terrible. But in general, you're right. Um, yeah. for, you know, Months and months would go by uh, before it would actually look. So... Because that's what you don't want. You don't want the buyers realizing, oh, they probably should stain this. That's the thing that you should get ahead of the game with. And I, again, I know there's always uh, the battle with, well, do we put in improvements and put some money into it, or do we just do as is? And the allure of as is is obviously, well, I don't have to do anything. That's nice. But you're shortchanging yourself in the long run because as we've been talking about the past couple of episodes... Putting a little in can give you quite a bit when it comes down to it. I, I just, um, uh, Aaron Duffy and I consulted with some sellers of a beautiful, beautiful center entrance brick colonial in Pittsburgh, going in the market for sale for you know close to one point three or one point four million dollars sometime in the next week or two. This is a situation in which the sellers were being told by another agent, "No, you're ready for market." You went. We pulled up. There were dead. Plants in yeah. all the uh, all the walkways leading to the house. The front door needed to be stained. The urns were filled with dead flowers. The exterior, the the pool was literally gr- like yeah. it, it was shocking how much needed to be done. So and, and they they weren't even necessarily paying attention to it. Exactly, it goes back to that. You yes. need to train your brain yep. or have a real estate professional on your side who yes. can point those things yes. out. Which. Mark, you can speak to this a little bit. It, it can be a little bit of a delicate process with uh, with sellers sometimes. You're uh. You don't really hold back, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not, yeah, I'm not a wallflower. Never been, never been described as one. But you're able to do it in a way with some charm that uh, people aren't offended with. Like, no, you need to stain this. It needs to be stained right now. And, and you, you, it's, you, you have to have the conversation. It's a very delicate conversation. But in particular, you know, if you're selling a property for $75,000, it does not need to be perfect. It does right. not need to be. But when you're talking $1.4 or $1. million, it had better be like every square inch had better be polished. Absolutely. So, uh, so take that walk around, take a look. Maybe it needs to to be restained. Maybe it needs a new coat of paint, which obviously we talked about a couple of episodes ago. So we don't need to dive too uh, deep into that. Um, when it comes down to it, too, uh, your landscaping, planting a tree, for example, can make a huge difference. Or removing. Or removing. Yeah. Or removing. Like, really, um, uh, that was the big issue with this property in Pittsburgh. The landscaping looked really bad because they had neglected and there were just a lot of... So we had them remove a lot of trees. I just actually had one, another one, a $400,000 property in Pittsburgh. Um, an older couple, they always walked in and out of the property through the garage. 
Well, in order to get to the front door, there was a scrub tree, a, a garbage tree that had just literally taken over the front. So we had to have somebody come and remove a tree that was growing right, and not, not, not a small tree, like a six, seven, eight wow. foot tall okay. tree yeah. that was that was right in the middle of the pathway leading to the front door. So. Yes. It's, it's amazing the difference it can make. I mean, my wife and I had our landscaping. Well, being, being able to access the, the front door. <laughs> yeah, the front, that's, yeah, yeah, that, that's that is, nice. Yeah. That's always nice. Uh, it's not a fire hazard. Uh, no, but when it comes back to the landscaping, um, it's, an, it's incredible what it can do, though. We had ours done for the first time in a couple of years here, and it needed it. But we look at our house now, and it's like, it's a different house. Yes. I mean, and obviously, the house itself is still the same, but putting those things around it, I mean, uh, it frames it in a different way. It just looks cleaner, looks fresher, looks new. Well, and you don't even. So I think it's important that we also talk about the fact that you don't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah, you do. So, so this is a great time of year if you want to spruce up the exterior of your property. You don't have to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars. Buy a few um, potted mums. And, and they, they cost, what does a potted mum cost? You know, 12 bucks or yeah. something? I, I don't know. Um, or just go and grab seven, eight bucks, um, uh, go down to Wegmans and grab a stalk of, uh, of uh, corn, a, a bunch of corn stalks and just throw them in the corner. Pumpkins, you know, in, in about a month or so. Those are the small things that can really start to add up and, and make a property look much, much, not, not only different when, when somebody arrives, but again, those first few images that people are seeing when they're going online. Very, very important. Uh, flower boxes, you can add those. It's another thing that you can certainly do to, yes. to spice yeah. things up. You want it to be welcoming. You want people to feel at home because that's what you're trying to do. Yes. Yep. Make that house theirs. Yep. Again, if we're going to keep looking at it from the lens of always think of what the buyer is seeing. Um, again, a lot of this stuff is, is kind of simple, but it, it is something that if you've been staring at that property for the past 15 years... Maybe you don't notice it like others might notice it. Uh, simply keeping walkways and sidewalks and in your hardscapes clean. Right. You know, a little power wash uh, isn't going to cost you much, yep. but yep. it can go a long way. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of people, too, talk about hiring professionals versus doing it themselves. Um, either way, you can make do. Uh, hiring a professional, I would always say, is going to be the better option for you. In the, in the long run, but there are people that do have, you know, if you have a green thumb or if you have an eye for certain things, obviously, you can kind of take more of that on yeah, your own. Yeah, it's, it's so many of these projects, you know, how, how extensive is the project? How complicated right. is it? How much money do you have in your pocket to spend in this? Kind of, how busy are you? I mean, all of these things, so... Mark, as I was uh, researching through this to see if I had missed anything that you need to do to just boost your curb appeal, one thing kept coming up, and I'm curious to get your opinion on this, if you see this a ton here in our area, the uh, lighting up the exterior mm. can make a pretty big difference. Yeah, well, I, I agree. However, I would suggest that a lot of the time these properties are being shown during the day, uh, during daylight. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's always really great for. Uh, there's a lot of dramatic sort of lighting that takes place by professional photographers. For photos, yeah, exactly. And so those always look great. And they're always, you know, they always pop when it is that you're looking online, and that's always very, very nice. Um, and I think that uh, some of this, um, some of this lighting can be really beautiful. But in terms of trying to sell the property, I'm not quite sure how effective it is. Again, only because I think a lot of these properties are being sold in daylight. Right. Yeah, it is interesting. And I think about the psychology behind that one as well, because when they're doing a showing, you're walking through obviously in daylight. I think there is something to having the photos, though, of maybe lit up at nighttime, mm -hmm. if it's yeah. cool, yeah. Um, for a couple of reasons. One is, simply what I said, 
it looks cool. Yeah. And then the second one is, and, and I've, I, I hear this from buyers all the time of we'll look at a property during the day. And if they're really interested, they'll drive by at night. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. There you it's go. It's a different yeah. kind of thing. And, yeah. it, and it, you know, just recently, perfectly safe neighborhood, but moving from out of state, they really wanted to see, well, what's it like at nighttime? And they drove by, and it was perfectly quaint and nice, and they ended up uh, prevailing on this offer, which is awesome. Um, but it was, I found that interesting that they made a point to go back and take a look at it. Yeah, pr- probably a great idea, unless you're driving uh, in Wanda neighborhood, say, in October. That, that could be that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. For, for, the, for those who don't know, Wanda Policini is a spectacular woman and like really one of the area's great philanthropists. She's terrific. But she spends probably $75,000 um, every October, uh, perhaps even more, just decking out the front of her house with the most outrageous Halloween um, decorations you've ever seen. Just in- I was going to say in the summer too. Be careful for the flamingos in case you're wandering yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, but but it's also it's also so <laughs> we should we should actually uh, a future podcast. Let's do something about um, Halloween um, and let's Ooh, do, let's yeah. do another. Let's do one um, with maybe a photo pictorial uh, because her house is also also really interesting to yeah. drive by in the middle of December. Um, really great. Anyway, got a little experience I, with. That. I digress. No, for sure. <laughs> we'll get back on track here again. Just ways to add curb appeal to your home. They all seem, a lot of them, really simple, but it's details that maybe you wouldn't just think off the top of your head. Uh, another w- big one that pops up is upgrading your mailbox. Again, really simple, but to spruce that up can add another detail. It, what it does is it shows that you have an attention to detail. I, 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 yes, that's exactly where I was going to head. So often when I'm walking to the front door of a property, uh, you get you get you you said it earlier. First impressions. I'm immediately making an assessment as I'm walking to the front door as to what the entire house is going to look like on the inside. And if I see a mailbox that's falling over or dead plants um, or a Christmas wreath hanging there in the middle of, you know, let's call it April, you know you're going to walk into. And more likely than not, 80% of the time, I think that's a great uh, a great arbiter. You walk inside, you look around, and uh, you realize, yeah, the exterior of the property is telling me everything that I need to know about the interior of the property. So it does need to look good. And from a point of just how it's it's taken care of inside, but even maybe deeper than that, deeper into the basement, the mechanics. Right, and, right. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the kind of maintenance that's been done and yep. things like that. I just went on a showing early this week with a client who is looking, he's looking out there. He uh, he wants to live kind of out in farm country. Mm-hmm. And we looked at this property, it's house has been renovated, which was perfectly fine. But there was a dilapidated barn that's literally about to fall down. And the comment that he made to himself was, if they let it go that right, far, right. I've got questions and yep. I've got concerns when it comes to well, what's going on in the basement? What's going on with the furnace? What's going on with uh, the hot water heater? All those issues as well. And that's a dilapidated barn. But, you know, again, the same thing can be said for, you know, just the smallest of items. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. so mailbox. You can do some cool stuff. My in-laws, uh, are, are they're big mailbox people. You might not know this about mm. my, my in-laws, uh, Mark, but uh, likes to go to the next level <laughs> with everything. So, so, so again, for those to put it in context, I'm very, very, very close, very dear friends with uh, with Corey's in-laws. And yes, everything is always so tastefully yes. over the top. The Mackenzie Childs uh, ma- uh, mailbox is out. It not, was not enough. They had an artist. That, I, I, I want to say they're still working on finishing this, but they're having an, this artist create a mailbox for them and it's going to have interchangeable pieces for each oh. season, which is kind of a cool idea. Oh, that's a really great yeah, idea. Right? Kind of neat. 
Um, Did they come up with that on, on their own, or is that? I don't know. I I have some strange suspicion that my my mother in law is not getting these ideas from Pinterest. I don't think that's her kind of style. No, I don't uh, think it. Wow. So I don't know if it was the artist's idea. It might have been his, or if they come up with it. I mean, uh, it's possible. But uh, again, the level of detail it speaks to everything else. Indeed. So a couple more things to get to here before we wrap up when it comes to this curb appeals conversation. Um, and, it, and it speaks a little bit more to you want to have an inviting entrance for your potential buyers. Again, you want them to feel like they're home. And that could be, like you mentioned, oh, we're coming up on, you know, it's going to be October soon, even though it's mm-hmm. September 1st, mm-hmm. but we're getting yep. there. It's Halloween time. Throwing out some some Halloween type stuff, putting the, the corn in the corner, yep, or you know you know hay bale, whatever it may be, inexpensive, yeah, again, but very very impactful. Exactly, don't go crazy. What's what are some of the things that you've seen that have been really inviting when it comes to just the entrance from the outside specifically? I, I think well, we're talking about Halloween because you know we're, we're a month away. I, I think that anything that's seasonal. So uh, you, you mentioned window boxes earlier. I think just keeping it neat and trim and tidy, um, wind, washing windows, kick plates. You didn't you didn't mention a kick plate, but you, okay, know, yeah. you, you talked about um, mailboxes. So uh, door knobs, door handles, um, kick plates, all that, they tend to become corroded. So it's fairly inexpensive to just pull that away and just pop a new one on. So, uh, you know, the, the brass kick plates, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I think those are really important. Um you haven't mentioned it yet, but I think a fresh coat of paint. So mm-hmm. th- there, there is a particular aesthetic, w- which isn't necessarily my aesthetic, but you've got a, 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 a beautiful brick center entrance colonial and a lavender or a purple door. It makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. But if somebody wants to, you know, like you know, be a little out there, you know, good for that. But we we always encourage them, like get rid of the the neon yellow or the lavender door and just paint it a nice coat of of, of something. It's a nice contrast. Be, just a nice yeah. neutral. Yeah, I think that's really important. So, uh, and then the final thing that I had was again another simple one: uh, adding new house dumpers. Is a way to spruce things up. You know, th- thank you. When I was talking about kick plates, I was trying to think of what else. Th- there's something else in that category, and it's the numbers, um, because they also be- tend to become corroded. So I- I'm going to go off in, in another direction yeah, here. Yeah, okay. whatever you want, Mark. <laughs> okay, so there is a, a, a growing phenomenon in, in this world as technology continues to advance. Uh, you go to the front door, you ring the doorbell, the agent lets you in, and you're walking through, uh, you're, you as a buyer are walking through with your buyer's agents. You might want to start to become careful about what it is that you're saying in the house uh, because everything now, everybody is wired. And the number of occasions where I've got a seller saying to me, oh, yeah, they really love the property. They're going to be writing an offer. How do you know that? Well, it's because uh, I was listening in on them when they were walking (laughs) through the property. Um, Or we've had people, we had an agent who almost got herself into trouble uh, she's standing outside the front door of the house. She doesn't realize that the doorbell is is catching everything that she's saying. The ring cam and, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's videotaping everything. And she says, well, listen, we're going to write an offer on this property, and we're going to write an offer on a second property. And on Monday, we're going to decide... The offer on the other property is due on Monday. If we, if we succeed on Monday, then we're going to go ahead and we will just blow this deal apart. Well, when they wrote an offer on our property, you know what we did? No, thanks. We, we just blew yeah. it apart. So, yeah. so the, the short of it is that doorbells are, you know, the, yes, they sometimes need to be replaced for aesthetic reasons, but boy, increasingly they're being replaced for reasons associated with safety and technology. You as a buyer, um, you as an agent, if you're listening, be careful about what you're saying. People are listening. Always assume 
the microphone is on. Yep. So in the camera. And the camera. And the camera. And that, I mean, that can, to expand on that a little bit too, that comes down to not only your strategy, what you plan on doing, also, don't write two offers on... Uh, well, that's a, no, a whole maybe, other topic of conversation, into that. but yeah. Um, yeah. But be respectful of the property too, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. That's yeah. another big one. Because again, this is someone's home. It's more than just the, the roof and the walls. Right, it's, right. It's... They have seen their kids grow up there. There's memories there. So be respectful of the property. Because uh, that's not going to help you when they're looking through offers and they say, oh, that's the couple that said that we had an ugly, you know, right. insert whatever. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, all right. So good point. Anything else you can think of, Mark, when it comes to to this topic of, of curb appeal that we missed? No. I, 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 you know, another really inexpensive one. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, top coating. Top coating your driveway. Oh yeah. Usually, usually you know, two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars to just get somebody in the middle of summer just to come along and just put a nice top coat on the top of the driveway. It, it, it just seals. It, it hides all the cracks and all the other underlying um, defects, all the blemishes. You just get like a really, really nice. That's always great. Having the lawn mowed. Um, having the trees. Um. Uh, uh, cut back um, and trimmed. Uh, everything looking good. Yeah, it's it's pr it's pretty obvious stuff, but important. All right. Well, hopefully it's been uh, helpful uh, for whatever you plan on selling, whenever that may be. Again, just kind of tuck this info in your back pocket, and you can use it. Uh, Mark, you had said it a little earlier. Going to be a big September for yes. this team. A lot of listings coming up after yep, Labor Day. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and you can start to see them uh, on our website, uh, markseewick.com. Uh, M A R K S I W. IEC. We're at a little bit of a. We're, we're down. We sold a lot. We we're not. We, we told all of our sellers do not list now because the market is always dead. And the Wednesday before the three summer holidays, and it remains dead for an entire week. So next, um, I think next uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday uh, is when we start to go live with a lot of new things. All right. Uh, I think we are going to continue on. I think there's at least one more thing we need to cover when it comes to what is that? for the market. Well, we're going to get into uh, some of the bigger remodels. Oh, oh. Which is interesting because, Mark, you just walked me through one of your rentals that uh, just was finished uh, being remodeled. We should, oh, we should, we should actually get Josh back on. Yeah. The remodel that he did in his basement. Oh, that too. Yes. Oh, I mean, jo I mean, I don't know how much money he dropped, but I mean, he basically rebuilt a second residence mm -hmm. in the lower level of his house. It is so beautiful down there. He's, he should be really proud of the work yeah, that he did. We got the tour uh, during the meeting. I mean, <laughs> and, and, he, and he keeps talking about you know the renovations he's doing down there. For months has been going on. I'm thinking, well, that like, makes sense. You know, he's getting. He, he's, I think he's getting a few sheets of paneling and right. you know, like you know, and some wall to wall carpeting and like no, no. It's uh, so beautiful. we'll dive a little deeper into uh, full on remodels before we sell. Have you ever had? I'm just out of curiosity. Quick aside. Have you ever, ever had someone who was planning on selling and did a bunch of remodeling and then thought, I really like it now. I think I'm going to stay. No, but but, but um, you tell somebody once you do A, B, C, and D, your property should go live for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. And I'd say that with great frequency, at least fifty percent of the time, somebody does A, B, C, and D, and they're like, "Great, it's I'm done. Let's list it for two hundred seventy-five. No, no, no. Your go your house was going to be listed for two hundred fifty thousand dollars after you did the work, but people get so excited. That they feel compelled to actually list for twenty five thousand dollars more. Really? Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. They, they get very excited and they forget that they've increased the value of the property by doing the work to two hundred and fifty thousand. But oh my God, they get excited and suddenly you know they're throwing another twenty five thousand dollars on top of it. That's that's sometimes a delicate conversation to have. Okay. Yeah. Good we'll dive more into that next week. As always, thank you for listening. It's Open House with Mark Seward and Corey James Moran.